Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Sask Ag Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskag Today. It's brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we'll recap yesterday's town hall meeting in Cabri about the drought with Grant McClellan of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association and with a producer from the area as well as preview uh, today's meeting in Cadillac. Elsewhere, those dry conditions are not the only are not only affecting western prairies, but in other parts of the world. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskag Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Saskag Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. Well over 100 people packed the Cabri Community Hall yesterday afternoon, where a town hall meeting was held on current supports for producers. It was hosted by the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association. Also in attendance were staff from Sask Crop Insurance, a few RM Reeves, SARM President Ray Orb, Sask Party MLA for Cypress Hills Doug Steele, and Conservative MP for Cypress Hills Grasslands Jeremy Patzer. CEO of the Cattlemen's Association, Grant McClellan, says two programs have received the most attention from producers, the Forage Rainfall Insurance Program and the Low Yield Threshold Program to divert grain to feed. I mean, the challenges with the Forage Rainfall Program is, you know, Saskatchewan's a fairly large uh, province. Um, There are somewhere in the neighbourhood of over between 180 and 190 weather stations that SCIC uses uh, across Saskatchewan to try and track weather data and and rain amounts. But it just seems to be that that's insufficient. I know SCIC officials were there fielding questions about that program. But yeah, the, the general theme is that the number of those stations is insufficient and doesn't seem to really capture on farm I guess producers' experiences on their on their farms and ranches. So it's uh, it's a program that people are looking to see improvements in, especially to support them as they get through drought conditions. McClellan says crop insurance staff were very engaged with producers, adding SCI has been told to go back and see what improvements can be made to those programs. It's of course a federal partnership program under uh, the, the BRM programs, and so they are in some cases tied into how they can make some improvements, but I think they are very engaged. I think they're just as appreciative as the producers to be at these meetings and to hear directly from folks about how those programs are working for them. One observation he's made throughout these meetings was the people being thankful for them coming out and having the opportunity to speak and for making the meetings as comfortable as possible. It's been a very respectful space, and I think at the same time, we can take away that people are worried, they're stressed out, and frankly, they are a little just, there's some level of of frustration, again, with this ongoing, persistent 
drought and these conditions that they've been faced, we know that this is not just their livelihood, this is their entire life in a lot of cases. And so when people are faced with these challenges, and and it seems like every time they get a little bit of good news, they kind of get knocked back again, whether that be, you know, oppressive government policies, like the carbon tax that add to their inputs, then they're also fighting the weather. And so all these kind of challenges, and they're just trying to make a go of it and provide a high quality product. It's really disappointing for for those folks. So yeah, there's definitely that sentiment in the room, but I think uh, overall, people want to still try and make a go of it. There's a lot of pride tied to this profession. A fourth town hall meeting is this afternoon at the Community Hall in Cadillac from 1.30 to 4.30, and McClellan is expecting similar turnout and engagement. Yeah, we've seen a, a pretty good level of engagement um, from folks with very little prompting. We try to keep a very light agenda in terms of what we are talking to them about we're there to hear from them and people have like i said felt i think very comfortable to bring concerns forward to have some dialogue and discussion about what suggestions there are for program improvements or what kind of programs are needed for them to continue to be successful in the future to see success Uh, come back to their operations in the face of uh, years of challenging conditions. When asked if there would be additional meetings, McClellan said nothing is confirmed, but they're working towards two more meetings somewhere in central Saskatchewan. After the break, we'll dig into the meat and potatoes of the meeting with Chief Agricultural Editor of SaskAgToday.com, Kevin Hirsch, who was there. Back with SaskAg Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of SaskAg Today is brought to you by Prairie 6-Inch. For Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist. PrairieEavesTrough.ca Like the previous two town hall meetings in Purdue and Kindersley, the one in Cabri yesterday afternoon had good attendance. One of those at the meeting was Chief Agricultural Editor of SaskAgToday.com and longtime agriculture commentator Kevin Hirsch. He had multiple takeaways from the meeting, starting with how low participation is for cattle producers enrolled in programs. Of the various programs that exist for cattle producers, such as the Forage Rainfall Insurance Program, it sounds like uh, participation is 25% or less. So that protection doesn't exist. A lot of producers say those programs have major flaws. They, They don't think they work very well. It was also interesting, though, that Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association said that they looked at uh, programs in the U.S., uh, programs that are very similar to that livestock forage insurance program, uh, rainfall insurance program, and uptake there was much higher, and they wondered whether it was because the uh, delivery of that, uh, this basically selling it to producers, is uh, through private companies that are on commission. So they've got uh, an incentive to go out and explain it to producers and and make sure the producers uh, uh, have the coverage that they will best suit them. So wondering if uh, if that is something that uh, can be can be done here. But overall, uh, there's just uh, a whole lot of hurt in in the cattle industry uh, where there's just uh, feed isn't in adequate supply and bringing it in long distances is going to be a, a huge freight bill. Hirsch noted producers suggested to SCI representatives to improve on existing programs, such as the Forage Rainfall Insurance Program. 
you have to pick the weather stations that you want to be indicative of rainfall in your on your operation but we all know that rainfall varies dramatically from one location to another so it's like playing a casino game trying to gamble correctly and you also have to weight it according to the rainfall percentage uh, of each month so there will be producers get support out of that but one of the complaints was that uh, the prices of uh, forage in that program were based on prices last winter and don't really reflect forage prices now. So one of the things they may be able to do is have a, a variable price option so that if prices increase, producers choosing that option would, would get better coverage. But all of these program changes take time. And so producers and, and Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association, I think, is really pushing for a return to the agri-recovery program that back in 2021 paid out $200 per head across uh, the whole of Western Canada, basically, because the, the drought was so widespread. So that's the big push for immediate help for producers. And the ask is more than $200 a head, but I think it's going to be, it might be more complicated this time to get that sort of agri-recovery response from governments, unfortunately. Hirsch says the challenge with the ask is that this year's drought is not as widespread as in 2021, so to regionalize the support, he believes producers will have to show receipts of importing hay from a considerable distance. Hirsch farms near Cabri, so naturally he participated in the meeting. Well, I mean, I have trouble keeping my mouth shut, so I did uh, offer the opinion that it might be more palatable to governments if the any agri-recovery money was based on herd retention. The things were a little bit different in other provinces, but in Saskatchewan, $100 came out in the fall or fairly early on, and that was based on whether or not you are going to retain those cows or not. And then another $100 came out in, uh, later on, and if the cows were sold off, you didn't get that $100. But I think that to make the program saleable, I think it, it should be based on retaining those cows and not selling them off. So the, the overall goal would be to stop the ongoing reduction in, in the beef breeding herd. On the low-yield threshold program from SCI, Hirsch says there is little intake from grain farmers, possibly due to the timing of the announcement and lack of understanding. And I just don't think enough grain producers understand the benefits and what crop insurance is offering i think it's a really good deal but now it's in many cases getting too late and 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 those crops are in the maturing stage and don't make very good green feed so i think that that program should have been out and explained and promoted earlier but grain producers i think really need to understand what they're being offered under crop insurance and and both livestock and grain producers can benefit from that change made to to programming but i'm not sure that that's fully understood overall hirsch felt it was an excellent meeting with a short slide presentation to start then a q a session with delegates most of the producers there were from the cattle sector a very well run town hall meeting with a, a lot of passion a lot of information and it, it's probably uh, useful just to get together and commiserate because I think a lot of people are going through a really tough time and have mental challenges and, uh, you, you know, with a, the situation being what it is. That's Kevin Hirsch weighing in on a town hall meeting he attended in Cabri, hosted by the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association. 
You're listening to SaskAg Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Now today's Ag Review with Rod McDonald of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Harvest is slowly starting up in Manitoba. Some limited harvest of fall rye and winter wheat was reported this past week. Harvest is expected to become more general this coming week if the weather cooperates. Russia attacked a key Ukrainian port today, sending global food prices higher. The attacks halted ships in their tracks as they prepared to arrive to load up with Ukrainian grain in defiance of a de facto blockade that Russia reimposed in mid-July. Ukraine's deputy prime minister said warehouses and grain elevators were hit in the attacks and 40,000 tons of grain were damaged. The port across the Danube River from Romania is the main alternative route out of Ukraine for grain exports since Russia's blockade halted traffic at Ukraine's Black Sea ports in mid-July. Wheat prices rose by nearly 5% following the attack due to concern about a hit to global supplies from driving Ukraine, one of the world's top exporters, off the market. Russia has attacked Ukrainian agricultural and port infrastructure for more than two weeks now since refusing to extend an agreement that had lifted its wartime blockade of Ukrainian ports last year. Meantime, Egypt, the world's largest wheat importer, and other lower-income Middle Eastern countries like Lebanon and Pakistan are worried about what comes next now that Russia has pulled out of that green deal. The deal, brokered by the UN and Turkey, allowed Ukrainian grain to flow during a global food crisis and helped stabilize food prices that soared last year after Russia invaded Ukraine. Russia pulling out of the Green Deal is creating uncertainty about future price hikes. Manitoba Agriculture Minister Derek Johnson has announced changes to the Agricultural Crown Lands Leases and Permits Regulations. The program is designed to support improving forage productivity, growing the livestock industry, and advancing sustainability. Johnson says after a 45-day public comment period, the province is revising the Agricultural Crown Land Leases and Permit Regulations to improve the program for all who use it. The changes being made include reducing forage lease rents over the next several years, extending lease terms to a maximum of 20 years from 15 when producers invest in forage productivity improvements, and enabling 15-year leaseholders to transfer the remaining years of their leases to an eligible third party. The amendments will take effect January 1st next year. A new USDA report on U.S. honeybee colonies shows continued high losses of those colonies. Gary Crawford has more in this report. 
It seems the nation's honeybee colonies continue to be under siege. The latest USDA report shows the number of colonies down from a year ago, the number of colony losses up. Now, last year, USDA reported that on January 1st of 2022, the number of colonies was only down from the year before by 1%. But on January 1st of this year, the number of colonies down by 7% at just under 2.7 million. And the downward pressure has continued into 2023. USDA reports the number of colonies lost during the January through March quarter, that number up by 14%. Colonies lost with symptoms of colony collapse disorder, those losses are up by 25%. What's going on with the bees? Chris Hyatt's president of the American Honey Producers Association, he thinks there are multiple causes. Rural mite passing viruses, there's way less forage, climate change with drought. And possibly some issues with pesticides too. And that's today's Ag Review. It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, sunshine and a high of 31 degrees. Tonight, a clear sky and a low of 14. Tomorrow, partly cloudy. Winds from the south at 30, gusting to 50 kilometers an hour. High of 33 degrees, but with the humidex, it'll feel more like 36. Tomorrow night, cloudy and a 60% chance of showers, the low 15. Friday, partly cloudy. High of 30 degrees, the low 14. Partly cloudy again on Saturday. High of 27, the low 11 degrees. Sunday sunny, high of 26, the low 12. Monday partly cloudy, high of 24, the low 10. Tuesday partly cloudy, high of 23. Normal highs for this period are at 26, normal lows 11. The sun rose at 527 this morning, and the sun will set at 841 tonight. Taking a look around the province, in Estevan, Swift Current, and Yorkton, 27. 26 in Saskatoon, 28 in Weyburn. The hot spot in the province is in Maple Creek at 29, cool spot in Key Lake at 16. In Regina, it's mainly sunny sky, winds out of the northeast at 17 kilometers an hour, humidity at 44%, temperature 28 degrees or 82 Fahrenheit, barometric pressure is at 101.7 and falling. In Moose Jaw, also mainly sunny, a northeast wind at 18, temperature 29 degrees. Once again in Regina, mainly sunny, northeast wind at 17 kilometers an hour, temperature 28 degrees. Back in a moment. Saskatchewan's leading farm and ranch real estate brokerage is Shepherd Realty in Regina. Shepherd Realty has just listed for sale six quarters of excellent producing heavy clay soil close to Regina and seven quarters of farmland in the Bengoff area. To learn more about these listings, or if you're considering selling your farm or ranch property, Get the ball rolling by contacting the team at Shepherd Realty. Call 352-1866, shepherdrealty.ca. You're tuned to SaskAg Today on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of SaskAg Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. 
Pattison Liquid Systems expect the best. It sounds like a broken record, but drought conditions in western Canada continue to dry up topsoil moisture levels and cause crops to suffer from drought stress. The Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture rated spring wheat as 35% good to excellent, 41% fair, and 24% poor to very poor as of last Thursday. Alberta's spring wheat ratings fell 1% over the last two weeks to 45% good to excellent condition. And in the latest Sasquheat market outlook, Marlena Borsch with Mercantile Consulting Ventures says the U.S. is also in a similar position. And U.S. spring wheat ratings by NAS as of July 23rd showed uh, spring wheat at 49% good to excellent, 35% fair, and 16% poor to very poor. The good to excellent rating fell by two points from last week and is 19 points lower than last year's 68% good to excellent rating. However, following the trip, the North Dakota wheat crop tour reported better than average yields. Canada and the U.S. aren't the only places dealing with heat and dryness, as Russia is also suffering. Borsch says the Russian wheat harvest is around 20% complete and running slower than normal with protein, sprout, and moisture issues. However, that is overshadowed by the conflict with Ukraine. The Black Sea really remains about geopolitics. According to the Ukrainian Deputy Prime Minister, Russian airstrikes have damaged 26 port facilities and five civilian vessels over the last nine days. And there were videos showing the destruction of a Nibelon facility. Taiwan purchased 108,000 metric tons of various types of U.S. spring wheat for the September and October shipment, and Bangladesh tendered for 50,000 tons of milling wheat. Other than that, Borsch says there has been very few significant wheat purchases. In fact, it has been about 90 days since Egypt had their last significant purchase. This is the longest stretch without gas purchases in a decade. In fact, U.S. export sales are still down 32% against the USDA's expectations of 4.5%. The wheat market seems paralyzed by two opposing anxieties. The fear of the next limit down move because of some real or perceived progress on the corridor, or the next move up because of a disruption to the Danube and or Kerch Strait. Neither cash markets in Europe nor the U.S. fully followed the futures gains, and weak or cheap bases are a common theme. She says Mercantile has rarely seen the world of wheat in such disarray. With wars and disputes and strange vendor conditions, and this is making price forecasts very challenging. And we note that while futures were extremely volatile, they are also very thinly traded. Meanwhile, there's a heightened sense of awareness in the market regarding the risks to Russian and Ukrainian exports. And there's also cognizance that harvest has arrived in Europe and is bringing grain in. With grain to be distributed, the market cannot stay paralyzed for a very long time. She went on to say what's also surprising is that buyers have been absent when black sea wheat is still cheap. Mercantile also worries that financial problems are affecting overall demand and this might render higher-priced North American wheat harder to place. You're listening to Saskag Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. 
This segment of SaskAg Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumber yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Time for this week's Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture report. Today it's Ricky Wilson, the Provincial Livestock and Feed Extension Specialist in Humboldt. She talks about feed for cattle under drought conditions. Due to extended drought in Saskatchewan, we are again getting lots of questions related to salvaging crops. If it's possible, whether it's worth it, and in particular what you need to consider before feeding those salvaged crops to your livestock. Getting a feed test done is the best way to mitigate your risk. Cereal and oilseed crops can accumulate high levels of nitrates if they're put under stressful conditions like an early frost or drought before harvest. In high enough concentrations, nitrates are especially toxic to ruminant livestock. Another thing you need to be aware of in those oilseed crops are their sulfur and oil contents. Too much sulfur in a ruminant diet will cause trace mineral deficiencies, potentially resulting in polio. Too much fat from those oil seeds in a ruminant diet and you'll essentially gum up the rumen and prevent proper digestion. You should also be thinking about the potential for ergot and mycotoxins in grains you are feeding. These are just a few of the more common issues a producer might face when feeding salvaged crops to livestock. But for more information on deciding whether a crop can or should be salvaged and other things to consider, we've got a great article that was just posted on our SaskAg Now website, so check that out. And otherwise, you can call your regional livestock and feed extension specialist or the Agriculture Knowledge Centre at 1-866-457-2377 for help with feed testing, ration balancing, or any other questions you might have. That's Ricky Wilson, the Provincial Livestock and Feed Extension Specialist in Humboldt with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. We'll be back right after this. Here's the market updates with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were mostly down in early trading today, though not as many com- commodities as there were the previous day. Canola is down $1.40 at $7.15.12 a metric ton. Yellow peas is up $13.33 to $3.65.89. And number one red spring wheat is down $5.45 to $3.52.33. The rest were unchanged. Durham at 477.67, feed barley 330.61, chickpeas 1036.17, flax 561.54, lentils 727.30, oats 262.32, and feed wheat 270.97. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for September is down seven and three quarter cents to eight dollars and forty-seven cents a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now, the Livestock Quotes. 
This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of August 1st. Our last regular sale in Weyburn was on July 19th. Still lots of cows and bulls are coming to town. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1.42 to $1.63. D3 cows sold from $1.20 to $1.40. Counter cows sold from $1 to $1.20. Hefferettes sold from $2.25 to $2.45. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.56 to $1.80. There weren't enough steers or heifers in any weight break to establish an accurate price quotation. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. And now the latest pork prices. This is Bill Alford with the Hams Market Commentary for Wednesday, August 2nd. Ham sold 7,700 hogs Tuesday, selling a range of 245 to 263 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,300 head, selling a range of 248 to 261 per CKG. Hams number one sows this week are up, selling in the range of 42 to 49 cents per pound live weight. Hams cash hog price today is mixed, and four contract prices open lower this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar is down 65 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3291. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 74.97 cents US. Daily US cash prices are mixed midweek, with the negotiated Western Corn Belt up by a modest 4 cents. National improving by nine cents, and the cutout adjusted variant softening 37 cents US 100 weight relative to the previous day. Bellies led the carcass value lower with a daily pullback of five dollars and fifty-six cents after advancing fifteen dollars and seventy-five cents the previous day. Lean hog features yesterday were mixed and two-sided. At mid-session, a Canadian forward contract for the same period was down by a dollar sixty-eight Canadian per CKG, but by the closing, Bell had made up for all the intercession losses and gained two dollars and fifty cents from the day's low to come in at one hundred ninety-one dollars and twenty-one cents Canadian per CKG. Rallies to the extent they develop should be considered hedging opportunities, all things considered. Cash prices are good today, relatively speaking, and it may appear that this trend could or should be maintained, but the headwinds approaching are seasonality and Prop Twelve. Coming up next, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRN. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. A Ukrainian port on the Romanian border that is key to grain exports has been hit by a Russian drone strike. Ukraine's infrastructure minister says roughly 40,000 metric tons of grain was damaged in the attack. Oleksandr Kubrakov says that grain was expected in Africa, Israel and China. The attack comes after Russia scrapped a deal that had allowed Ukrainian shipments to world markets to leave from the Black Sea port of Odessa. An app that aims to help people save money on food while reducing waste is catching on in Saskatoon. Too good to go. A free app that has been in Canada for two years and started in Denmark in 2016 connects users with food that businesses would otherwise have thrown out. Businesses sell surprise food baskets that can include items that didn't sell or are nearing or past their best before dates but are still good to eat. There are restaurants, bakeries, convenience stores and even a juice company currently on the Saskatoon list. On the markets, the TSX is down 329 points at 20,203. The Dow is down 246 points to 35,384. Oil is down $2.07 at $79.30 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is at $0.75 U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand SaskAg Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. 
Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Saskag Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.